0: Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Christians in our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's Peculiar People, about God's Peculiar People, for God's Peculiar People, proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. It's episode 78. Bramwell, good to have you with us again. How are you doing, mate? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, not bad this week. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. You, you sound a little bit brighter this week. I've got a vague idea that when we spoke last week, you were feeling, uh, shall we say, uh, a little the worse for wear. A
1: little worse for wear. Yeah, <laughs> tired. Still tired. Still tired. But uh, I've got used to it, I think. <laughs>
0: the, the body has finally adapted, has it?
1: Yeah, so those the eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't see the matchsticks this week. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. It's
1: yeah. And the fact, of course, that um, this week we're uh, recording on a, on a slightly different day, which won't make any difference to the listener, <laughs> but we are <laughs> recording true. on a different day. And I've yeah, been yeah. out walking this morning, so I've been in the fresh air, which has helped to uh, create a bit more of a weakness in me. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, you've freshened up a little bit. I I have to say, and yeah, you're right, we are, we're recording on a different day uh, this week, dear listener, and a slightly different time to when we would do normally. And uh, you may recall last week, and we've mentioned it before, and obviously it's part of the strap line for the show. Uh, we talk about the show being real. Um, and because of the slightly different time and uh, because of something that's happened just literally just a few minutes before we started recording, uh, I have actually found myself sat here recording with a cup of tea in hand. But more than that, I've also got, and I'm showing Bramwell for the listener. I've also got a hot cross bun, oh. so I'm munching and drinking while we're recording. So forgive me, <laughs> um, but I'm going to enjoy that. We're real. We do life. We do real life here um, on this show. We do. That's, that's part of the point we of the show. Indeed. Mate, how's the week been for the Eden Project?
1: It's been quiet, actually. Okay. I've, no, has it been quiet? I've, <laughs> I've lost track. Yeah. No, it's been it's been good, but it has been quiet, which has been quite nice this week. Uh, in some ways, been busy with other things. Yeah there's been a lot of a lot of prayer this week but in terms of hands-on thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: it has been quieter but we have had confirmation this week that we are now in all sense and purposes frontline workers which i really don't like that that's
0: yeah, an interesting term um, that, isn't it yeah
1: but yeah we are frontline workers now um so i've had to do letters for the team so that if they get stopped they've got a letter that explains who they are and what they do yeah so, yeah, but uh, in all honesty, I don't like that term. Um, I'm nowhere near a few worker. I just do what uh, what I feel I'm called to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but you know, that that was a, an interesting uh, thing to have to move through this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, in terms of practical stuff this week, you know, it's actually quite quiet.
0: Sure. So does that give you the freedom to be out and about a little bit more than you might otherwise be? Yes,
1: in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, it helps. It also helps the team. They don't need me to be yep. there. Sure. Yeah. Now they've got that letter and now that it's been clarified. So, yeah, so that that does mean that we could, we don't have to all be in each other's pockets um, all the yeah. time. Yeah. And it means we get when things do come in, we can divvy them up a little bit more, yeah, as and when. so so yeah, so it's it's, it's good. it's positive yeah. from that point of view, yeah, and we'll just see what happens over the coming. do I dare say months?
0: Yeah, 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 indeed, indeed, I think it's very much a watch this space situation, isn't it? Um, yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah who who dares put a time scale on it? Uh, I think we decided quite a while ago. Um, you can put a timescale on, uh, on a news conference, but not necessarily on, a, um, on, on how things are going to pan out. Um, and at, at risk of sounding perhaps more pious than I should, ultimately, that's, it, it's in God's hands and it's his timing that's perfect. And, you know, I think one of the things that we've had to learn uh, in terms of lockdown and restrictions and, and so on and so forth um, is it's all in God's hands. It's in his timing And developing patience is never easy. You'll know me well enough to know that I'm not the most patient of people in uh, many situations (laughs) in life. Um, But we've had to come to that place of rest and say, okay, Lord, we don't like it. We don't necessarily understand it, but we accept, Lord, that this is your timing um, and and we will do our best to rest in you uh, for that. So, um, you know, And, and that very much goes for, Uh, for our future uh, in terms of a potential move back to North Wales, you know, there are hoops to jump through and we recognise that. But also we recognise that in terms of timing, okay, Lord, this is down to you. Uh, We move forward with that in whatever direction that may be. We move forward in that when the Lord allows and pushes us to do so until which times, uh, you know, we've we've been challenged this week. We do a three times a day devotion through the Northumbria community, which we thoroughly enjoyed doing over the last uh, three or four months. And one of the things that challenged us in one of the morning meditations this week was to be the best you possibly can where you are now, because that is the best training for your next stage, for the next stage in life. And that was quite a challenge. We've been, shall we say, forcibly reminded this week that we've dropped the ball uh, here and we've needed to pick that up and say okay we're sorry uh, you know but we're here and the Lord has us here at this time and we need to be the best that we can be in this time and in this space for that to be the best preparation and uh, to move on so yeah it's, uh, it, it's a challenge but praise God all is good and uh, we're, we're looking to the future it's it's lovely to have that future vision and promise that the Lord has given us um, which to a certain degree lights the path that we're walking at the moment so praise the Lord for that. So, uh, yeah, should we get into it, mate? I think so. I think we should. I'm looking we? forward to this. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> to say, there's a part of me that is really looking forward to doing this. Another part of me that's going, oh, my goodness, we've bitten off a whole chunk here. Um, but no, I, I am looking forward to getting into this. Now, uh, listeners, if you've joined us this week, you won't necessarily be aware that we, Brammer and I had a conversation a couple of weeks back now. Yeah. Yeah about what we could do with the shows where it's just the two of us and we don't have someone to to interview and chat to and one of the things that came to mind was how do we prepare how do we equip uh, ourselves how does the church prepare and equip itself for moving on and moving forward particularly beyond the end of the um covid pandemic one of the things that's, that's come to mind and it, folk may have seen it on social media uh, is a, a meme that basically says if the church simply returns to where it was uh, pre-COVID, when COVID is finished, then it's learned nothing. It needs to carry Ooh. the lessons learnt during this time forward with it into the future. But how does it prepare for that? How does it do that? What are some of the things that the church and Christians as individuals as well um, can do? Ooh. How can we prepare for um, that battle moving forward. And the harsh reality is that it is a battle. The Christian life is a battle. I always remember uh, one of our um, team members at Morland's College in one of the earliest chapel services that I went to stood at the front of the chapel and she said, listen, she said far too many Christians believe that the Christian life is a playground. It's not, it's a battleground. And that's a harsh reality of our spiritual walk. It's a battleground every day. But praise God, we have the equipment to be fully and properly dressed and equipped for battle. Um, And if you haven't already guessed, dear listener, we're going to be working our way through uh, the whole armour of God, Uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through to 17, 18, somewhere around there. Um, Over the next few shows that Bramwell and I uh, are chatting on our own where we haven't got a guest with us, we're going to start working our way through the armour of God. But this week, we just want to start with a bit of an introduction and look at a couple of bits around the whole armour. And it goes where it goes. Uh, It may be the introduction takes a couple of weeks, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but then we'll start to work through uh, each piece of armour bit by bit. But I just wanna read the opening notes from uh, a set of notes that I found uh, when I was researching this uh, earlier this week. And it says this, "'The purpose of this study is to consider and meditate on the scriptural meaning of each piece of the armour of God so that we might stand firm in the battles of life.'" And I wonder how many folk who are listening, um, be they individuals, be they church leaders or whatever, are at that point where they're really struggling to stand. And guys and girls, let me just underline something that we've said on a number of occasions, particularly since we did our podcast on mental health. It is okay not to be okay. No one is pointing a finger at anyone here. I'm guessing that most, if not all of us, at some time or another, particularly over the last 10 months, have gone through that thing where we're thinking, I just can't stand anymore. And not just, I can't stand it, but can I actually stand in my faith anymore? You know, sadly, we have heard talks and reports of Christians who've walked away because they cannot equate their faith with what's gone on in the world at the moment. And so that's one of the reasons uh, that we want to go through what we're going to go through uh, over these next few weeks to just remind us of the equipment that is available uh, to enable us to stand. But we'll come back and look at standing in a moment. Uh, Proverbs 20, verse 18 says plans are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, gain, obtain rather, obtain guidance. Plans are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, obtain guidance. And we've just said, haven't we, that, you know, the Christian walk is a battleground. It's not a playground. It's a battleground. We are in a war um, every day. We're in a war. How best do we deal with that? We obtain guidance. Where's the guidance It's in the book. The book is the Bible. I, I was reminding mum and dad of something uh, in a Zoom call the other day. It was a, a child in Sunday school uh, who, when the teacher asked, do you understand the Bible? What does the Bible mean? This child's hand shot up in the air. Yes, 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 I understand it. I understand the Bible. And somewhat bemused, the teacher looked at this child and said, what what do you mean you understand the Bible? What does it mean? And the child looked straight back to the Sunday school teacher and said, well, it's it's the Bible. It stands for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. You want the instructions, you want the guidance. It's in that book, The Bible, which is Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. This is not rocket science, guys. Um, And I love that story because it puts it in plain, simple terms. What is the Bible? The Bible is our guidance. The, the Bible is our ultimate guidance for going into battle. And, uh, mate, have you got the uh, the Ephesians reading there? Because I'm aware that I'm talking an awful lot here. I have got it, yeah. Have you got it there? Do you want to read that for us? Yeah, do you want to read it? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay. I can Let's have, have a drink of tea while you're doing that, you see. Uh, you, you drink your
1: tea and have your uh, hot cross bun.
0: <laughs> Over no it, brother. So, yeah, Ephesians
1: 6, verses 10 to 17 says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. buckled around your waist the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all this take up the shield of faith extinguish all the flaming arrows of evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit which is the word of god amen and, yeah and i love the fact that uh and i just Sorry, I'm just looking at my Bible now. Oh, go for it. Yeah, just after that, so once we talk about the uh, the sword of the Spirit, yeah. which is verse 18, uh, it then goes on to say, verse ninety, pray also, oh, uh, no, sorry, verse 18, pray at all times in the Spirit yeah. with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession in for all the saints. Mm. Because prayer as well, whilst it's not part of the, armor mm. that paul writes about it is part of a weapon it is a weapon yeah the evil one so yeah i i've, yeah. I've added that in as i was looking through the, uh, yeah. the notes there i suddenly thought oh hello
0: <laughs> we, we are very much of the same mind because although i didn't send you uh, the slightly updated notes that i would made for myself for today um i had actually included verse 18 um in that reading and for exactly the same reason that you know prayer is a vital part of the life uh, of a christian Um, somebody said to me many many years ago prayer is the breath of life for the christian it's a two-way conversation with the lord and it's a vital part of our life but as you rightly point out it's also a weapon in the armory Um, and listeners may have heard me share this story before but uh, many years ago i was looking to do uh, a self-funded mission and i went to the church that i was worshiping at at the time and just said guys this is self-funding if there's any possibility the church can support us, we'd be really grateful. And a couple of ladies came up to me after the service and they said, Russ, you know, really sorry, we can't support you financially. We can only pray. And I wanted to get hold of these two dear ladies by the scruff of the neck and pin them individually to a war. and said, what do you mean only pray? You know, I, I know what they meant. I understood what they meant. But, you know, the reality is there is no only about praying. And time and time again, I, I've had to remind folk who feel that their ministry is only praying. Brothers and sisters, if you're listening to this and God has called you to a life of prayer, get on your knees and pray, either physically or metaphorically, depending on how the Lord leads. But but if God has called you to a ministry of prayer, then pray. If God has called you to a ministry in the pulpit, get in the pulpit and preach the word. If God has called you to a ministry of making tea and coffee to support the work of your church, then get in the kitchen at church and make the tea and coffee. Don't belittle the ministry that God calls you to. Everyone has their part to play. And prayer is just as important as any other part in that ministry. Sorry, I'm starting to get excited. Um, (laughs) Just before we started recording, we we had a brief conversation about something that you felt was significant in terms of preparation for war, if you like. Yes. Talk to us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. It was funny, as I was pulling this together this week and really reflecting on how what I was going to bring into this, uh, some of our listeners may remember I've talked about the fact that I was in the Army. So that's why part of why this is... uh, so, cl- so close to my heart in terms mm-hmm. of talking about spiritual warfare as well yeah. as personal experiences that um, that I've been through and I've talked about uh, when we did our mental health session, i talked about some of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there may be, you know, some of that may crop up as we go through. But the first thing with any battle that you're going to go into is you have to know your enemy. Yeah. yeah. There's no point in going into a battle if you don't know your enemy because you're likely to get, you know, absolutely wiped out. Yeah. And I think this, for me, is where the Western church has, I'm going to say, failed.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, not in previous years, or, sorry, not in recent years. In recent years, there is a, a sense of the Western church starting to get gripped with it. Yeah. But there has been a dumbing down of the whole you know, demonic or you know, spiritual realm do with Satan um, and therefore there are people who haven't known what uh, their enemy is who their enemy is yeah you know I can always remember that even as a teenager even in adulthood that whenever the armor of God was taught it was always a physical thing and it was always modeled on the, the Roman yes. Syrian witch yeah, Isn't yeah. a wrong thing because that's what yeah. Paul is talking about. Yeah, but it sure. wasn't. You know, it doesn't matter as such about the belt and the breastplate mm-hmm. and the shoes and that. Yes, that's a visual element yeah. of what Paul is trying to get across, which is our spiritual discipline,
0: yeah, our
1: spiritual yeah. Yeah. weapons and and armor that we need. So yeah, knowing your enemy is really key, and our enemy has been there from the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, we see Satan right back in Genesis, he appears, he causes the fall, he causes uh, the breaking relationship with God between mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. He is there, he is real, and we need to understand this enemy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we need to know that there is a projection against him so that we also we have an authority over him. Amen. Due to the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And, and we do have that. We do have that authority over them. You know, Jesus gave his disciples authority in Matthew 10. And yeah. he says in Matthew 10, you know, Matthew 10 says that he gave them authority over unclean spirits, to drive them out and to heal every disease and sickness. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard some people say, oh yeah, but that was for the disciples and that was for them. But then what I love is obviously Matthew and Mark are slightly different in terms of their... Great Commission of what Jesus says, but in Mark, after he's given the Great Commission, Jesus says this, he says, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues. Yep.
0: That's
1: all part of it, Yeah, okay? and it says, yep. or will accompany those who believe. Brother sister, if you and I believe, then we have, in the name of Jesus, we can drive out demons and speak in new tongues. Yeah. And yeah. we need to grasp that. We need to understand that. Only this week I've had this conversation. I've had a couple of conversations around this exact thing. You know, we've had one person come to us and, and say, you know, why is the church not preaching about spiritual warfare? Mm. And they're a prison mm. And it, it, it's very true. You know, yeah. why? Why is it? You know the church is not and i'm not saying every church there no, are sure. some churches sure. that are but there are some that, that aren't and haven't done and then also this week another person came and was in fact we were having a conversation uh, about something else and then they suddenly just said all about their their dad um and was chatting about daniel and then they opened up um a conversation in terms of stuff that they've done which would be easily classed as demonic yeah and, 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 and demonic activity that they've been involved with. You know, it's there. but if we don't understand who our enemy is, uh, we don't understand his weaknesses, we don't understand his strengths, uh, therefore we don't know where to attack. Yeah. And we just allow yeah. the onslaught all the time. Yeah. You know, in the army, when we were preparing for battle, we knew exactly what we were going up against. We knew how strong the enemy was, yeah. we knew where the enemy yeah. was, you know, we've done all that reconnaissance work beforehand. Yeah, yeah. exactly the same thing. We need to have our reconnaissance work, but that's where we've got the Bible. Yes. You know, the Amen. Bible, yeah. even just in this, this passage, you know, in Ephesians, Paul says, it's not of flesh and blood. Yeah. You know, this is not people. This is yeah. something else. Yeah. You know, we can get frustrated with people. We can get frustrated with and hurt by what people say, when we start to, and I had to learn this, and I learned this in a very difficult way. But when I started to uh, realize that actually that person doesn't know what they say, Jesus said, "Forgive them, for they do not know what they do." Yeah, it's so true. They we can become puppets of Satan. Yeah, and yeah, that's the only way I can describe it as, as quite an easy way, but we're all susceptible. To that, um, and we're all susceptible because Satan plays with temptation. Satan yeah. Plays with sin. yeah, so you know, we know that Satan is fallen from heaven. You know, yeah, Jesus tells us that in Luke 10. We know that Satan has an army or has angels, which is in Matthew 25. We mm-hmm. know that these angels are going to be thrown, and Satan is going to be thrown into hell or an eternal yeah. fire. Yeah, we know from Isaiah that. Satan wanted to be like God. Yep. He wanted, and that's what then caused. So therefore, he was prideful. From, Gen- from Genesis, we know that he's a deceiver. We know and and Revelation nineteen talks about him as well being. Uh, no, sorry, Revelation twelve talks about him being a deceiver. John eight talks about him being a murderer. He's a liar. He comes in disguises. He can disguise himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul writes about that in 2 Corinthians, where he, he comes as, in the disguise of, of light. Quite scary at times, yes. and I've been in a yeah. situation where somebody has said to me, Oh, Jesus is speaking to me. Jesus is speaking to me. And I've got, and, and, and I I was believing them. And then they started talking about things that really weren't biblical and yep. really weren't scriptural. And I had to start going, I don't think this is Jesus. I think this is a yeah. disguise. You know, 1 Peter, it talks about Jesus, uh, sorry, it talks about Satan coming and uh, prowling around like yeah. a roaring lion. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, the, the passage that I always seem to quote whenever I talk about this is that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. Yes.
0: Um, yeah.
1: you know, yeah. He is real. He's yeah. there. And our reconnaissance work is here in the Bible. And on top of that, then in this Ephesians passage, it talks about the fact that Satan's army are rulers authorities powers of the dark world uh spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm so yeah we have to know who we're going up against yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. that's key before we get into how do we equip ourselves we have to know because once we know the art uh, the, the enemy we know who the enemy is then we know what we pull out to yeah. equip ourselves yeah and, and what we we go up against so um, so, yeah, knowing our enemy is, is really, really key yeah. before yeah. we we do anything. And, and with this enemy, he is crafty. He yes. is you know, yeah. a receiver. And so we really have to be on the ball with who he is,
0: yes. how he yeah.
1: operates. Yeah. Um, and then that yeah. brings in discernment. And we need to have that gift of discernment, which is the gift of the spirit. Uh, but that's a whole different
0: whole date. So anyway, that's, that's, I'll leave it there. Next, cause I've next week on forever. that one, brother. Next week on that one. Um, <laughs> one of the things that's come to mind is you've been sharing, and thank you for sharing that, because I really appreciate it. Uh, until you'd mentioned it prior to our recording today, I must admit it wasn't something that, was, um, that, that I'd really thought about in terms of sharing with the introduction. But you're right, it was fundamental. You, you don't go into war without doing the reconnaissance, without doing the research and whatever. Uh, one of the things that has that's come to mind and I know we've already said, and, and I stand by it, that scripture is our first place to go to. But if if any of you are out there and you're not sure quite how this works on a spiritual and physical plane together, let me recommend that you have a look for and a read of Frank Peretti's books. And I think the first one is This Present Darkness and the second one is Piercing the Darkness. Now, Peretti writes these as novels, but he writes them explaining physically what is happening to the people in the story but also effectively explaining physically what is going on in the heavenly realms as well so he he explains the physical battles if you like between the angels of light and the angels of darkness And while I have a certain degree of theological issue with some of Peretti's um, reasoning, to to get across the idea of the fact that this is a battle that is fought on a spiritual level, but the forces of darkness can use us, And I love the phrase that you used earlier on, that we can become puppets of the devil. And there are bits in those books where characters are manipulated to do what the dark side, what the devil wants them to do, and it's yeah, they're 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 very good fictional books, but they are uh, in terms of explaining how those two work together. They for, for me, they're actually uh, that they're, they're they're good books that they're, they're helpful to explain at least how those two things come yeah. together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, I would certainly have a read of those, but um, maybe we'll open up the um, some of the uh, some of Peretti's theology. <laughs> on another occasion because like I said I, I do have an issue with at least one area of Peretti's theology but that's not for this podcast. So, I was just but, thinking that as, as you
1: were sharing that and uh, you know how do we how we talked about the biblical side of it mm-hmm. we talked about Peretti yep. and, and how he, how he visualises this thing and it's, and it's true and, and, and yeah, something that's just come to mind as we were as you were talking was about how do we for any listeners out there that are going yeah okay this is all great but you know what is it in today's life that we go, oh, is that, you know, is that yep. Jesus? Is it not? Yep. So I just want to throw out through a few questions for our listeners mm, to think about um, in regards to this. first of all, you know, is anything that you are doing hurting or damaging yourself? You are created in the image of God, you are not a mistake. You know, Amen. sometimes we are told that, you know, maybe family members. Have told us that we were a mistake, we were an accident, or whatever. I want to say to you first off that you are not. You're, you are created by God for a specific purpose at a specific time. But with that, are you doing anything to your own body that is damaging it or hurting it? Because that is not what God intends for your life, and therefore, that is Satan coming into your life. Yeah. And I'm not going to yep. get into the whole. You know, demonic possession and oppression thing, that's a completely, that's, that's way down the line at the moment. Um, but are you, you know, how are you treating yourself? How are you treating your body? But similarly, how are you, are you doing anything that's hurting or damaging creation? Creation is created by God. The world around us is created by God. And it's created to be beautiful, it's to perfection. You know, I'm going to say, even litter is not godly yeah throwing litter is not godly and this is where all people could go oh yeah but you know we just scared out of this I don't know that is still something that is not godly and therefore is coming from a darker side yeah we may see it and go oh yeah but you know it's the norm and all that sort of stuff it's still not right and it's still not godly and then similarly are we hurting or damaging somebody else you know yeah that could be in a more physical force but it could be just name calling. Yeah. Are we are have, have we have we said this week something that is name calling someone? Mm-hmm. And this all then builds into that whole thing of what is sin? And sin is what comes from the devil. And we all live this life. Yeah. We all live a life where we fall into sin because we are fallen people. Satan mm-hmm. will constantly tempt us with these things. But we have the authority to say no, and to drive Amen. these things
0: down.
1: Yeah, and that's what we've got to remember: is that you know, yes, we may throw a piece of rubbish on the floor today, and when we recognise it, and go you know, actually, I wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that. We can come to Jesus because of what He's done, and we can repent of it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Sorry. You know, there's a there's a friend of ours who you know love, love them to bits. They're brilliant, but they swear, and they swear not a lot. But what is amazing is every time they swear, they go, oh, Lord, I'm really sorry. They recognize it, yeah, and yeah. That, I, I love that. I, I really do love that, because they straight away, and it's not just a thing, they straight away realize that actually they shouldn't do that, yeah. because even swearing, you yeah. know, a lot of the words that we use today have just become normal vocabulary, but there are words that we use today that really should Absolutely. Yeah, For one another. So I just want to put that sort mm. of you know, reality context into today and go, Yeah. yeah. yeah Satan is at play yeah.
0: here. So yeah. I guess to a certain degree we've we've answered this question um by doing the whole looking at our enemy um thing right at the very start. Um but the first heading on the notes that I'm using says, Why spiritual armour? And I just want to read from Romans thirteen uh, eleven through to fourteen. And that says this and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy rather clothe yourselves with the lord jesus christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh and in part that touches on what you were sharing just a moment ago am i uh, am i being right to myself am i being kind to myself um, or am i damaging myself um elsewhere in scripture we are described as um a temple And therefore, we have that responsibility to look after ourselves physically. Moreover, uh, verse 12 particularly says, the night is nearly over, the day is almost here. Now, you and I have had this conversation previously. I am not going to sit here and put a date on the second coming. That's not what we're about. And scripture very clearly says only the Father knows, and we are not to put a date on it. However, it's, it's true to say in the verse before that, it says our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. And whenever that time is coming, with every day that goes past, it's getting closer. Uh, we used to sing a song in Sunday school many, many years ago that said the countdown's getting closer every day, or something along those lines. Um, but the reality is that uh, you know we are getting closer to that time every day whenever it's going to happen and we need to be aware of that and we need to be aware that the battle will intensify. Um, Scripture points at various things that are going to happen which are going to be extremely unpleasant, which will be indications of that time and we need to be ready and we need to be equipped. So why spiritual armour? Because those times are coming. Some will argue they're already here. Regardless as to what your belief is in terms of time scale, the fact is, as we said right at the top of the show, we're in a battle, we're in a battleground, not a playground, and we need to be fully equipped. Um, so that's Romans 13 11 to 14. Um, yeah, don't know whether you had anything to add to that, um, yeah. or whether I shall drop down to the next one straight away, mate. No, I
1: mean, the, the only thing, um, in terms of the word armor, there, yeah, uh, which is in verse. Well, yeah, um, yeah. It talks about putting on the, the armor of light. It's interesting that the, the Greek word I, I was I was looking at the word armor it, where they all appear. Okay, yep. And the Greek word for for armor there is uh, a word hoplan, yep, which means implement or tool, but it okay. means an offensive okay. tool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's very again, you know, it's, as scripture is very clear. And when we go back to the original language, which I love doing. Indeed. it it's, it's telling us there that, you know, let us discard the deeds of darkness and put on the offensive weapon of yeah. life. Yeah. So you know, There is an offense that we have to take up. We cannot just sit back and wait all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Our face is an active face. Yeah. So being yeah. active, we have to be offensive, yeah. Not just defensive. We can't just sit in a pew and go, "Oh,
0: happy day." Yeah, we need. Yeah, to- yeah. no, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, um, and and it's interesting. It's often mentioned, isn't it, when looking at the um, uh, when looking at the whole armor of God, that the only offensive weapon is actually the sword. The rest is broadly speaking defensive. However um to to continue the sitting in a pew analogy if we sit in a church pew with our sword sheathed for the rest of our spiritual lives then what damage are we doing uh, to satan's kingdom um for a better expression you understand you know what what damage are we doing to the enemy sat in a pew with a sword in its sheath it's it's an offensive weapon for a reason. It's there to go on the attack with and to cause the enemy damage and harm. You know, and, and we talked again about it briefly at the start that um, there is another weapon within the armory which isn't officially or isn't explicitly mentioned in uh, Ephesians, and that is prayer. And I think so many of us struggle to recognise the power that we have in prayer. We've talked about the authority that we have um, in Christ that we have. Um that, that ability in prayer, backed by the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to go on the offensive. So, yes, we need to be we, we need to have those defensive and, and protective things, but actually we're given an offensive weapon to go on the offensive with. Um, I used to love doing sword drills. I don't know whether you ever, whether you ever did sword drills growing up, but at Sunday school we used to do sword, <laughs> sword drills. I was a fencer. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. You'll, you'll have your own analogies, I'm sure. Uh, I don't mean so wooden fences. An <laughs> 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 but we, you know, it, it was brilliant. You no, know, Sheath your sword. It was tucked under the arm. Draw your sword. It was raised above your head. And then the Sunday school teacher would give a reference and suddenly there'd be a race on to get. To. And why? Because we were getting to know the weapon that we had and how best to use it and they were great times, but it was just a reminder that it's an offensive weapon and it's there for a reason, and it's there to be used and not to be kept in the sheath. I wanna read something which, given what I was saying a few moments ago, may sound a little bit strange, but I'll try and put some context to it um, with a couple of examples when I've read it. Um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse eight says, "'Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle and the reason that struck a chord when i read it through these notes was that twice recently i've had the word clarion been used in in one context or another longer term listeners may recall that we interviewed stephen Gork roger um, a couple of months ago and stephen Gork roger heads up the clarion trust And then watching, um, and again, longer term listeners will be aware that uh, I watch a a number of videos and um, shows and things relating to CVM, Christian Vision for Men, and one of the speakers they had on one of their YouTube shows a while ago, um, he was talking about the ministry that he was involved in, and he said that he felt a clarion call from God. Now the clarion call is a loud trumpet. It's a loud trumpet call. Um, And that's why these words from uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 8 struck a chord. If the trumpet doesn't sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? My belief is we've had that call. And this is not rocket science. And I'm not just talking about um, what's gone on in the last few months. There has been a clarion call ringing out through history for us to be involved in the battle. Are we taking up the armour? That's why we need the armour, because the call has already gone out and is going out continually. That's why we need to be properly dressed. You, you looked as though you were looking some notes up there for a minute, mate. I was looking some
1: notes up, but move on because I can't find the notes. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. That's really do, you know, do you know what I love about our shows, brother? it's that we don't that? spend nor do we have to spend hours and hours pre-recording working out who's going to say what when where how and why the <laughs> lord just brings us together and he opens our mouths when we need them to be open and he shuts them when they need to be shut <laughs> just i love that whole thing about the way we record brother it's, <laughs> it's absolutely awesome listen mate if you find those notes and the lord opens your mouth in a few minutes then go for it <laughs> but the the last the last part of the uh, of our introduction uh, is just headed stand and you'll recall from the reading in uh, Ephesians 6 uh, that it does say therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand at your ground and after you have done everything to stand and the very next verse 14 then says stand firm then with the belt of truth uh, buckled around your waist and it then goes on uh, to talk and so our armour is something which is enabling us to stand in the battle uh, Luke twenty-one thirty-six: be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the son of man and you know why the spiritual armour because we're in a battle but part b why the spiritual armour because without it we wouldn't be standing for very long we've just said a few moments ago that Uh, The vast majority of uh, the whole armour of God is protective or defensive in one way, shape or form. And without that protection, without that defence, we would not be able to stand for very long. Yes, you might be able to stave off a few blows. I think you, you said a few moments ago that you were a fencer. A while ago. Yep. So you'll you perhaps be more aware of that than I am. You know, you with, with a sword you might just be able to stave off a few blows here and there. And if you happen to be a Jedi knight, then you might be able to stave off a few more. But as that as as Jedi Knights are few and far between in the real world, you know, th- that's a little yeah, bit definitely wasn't like that. that. <laughs> but, but you know, the reality years... well. <laughs> Oh man. Let, let, let's fill in that rabbit hole fairly quickly. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to <laughs> jump down it again very quickly. One of the things that I love doing, especially if I'm not feeling 100%, is diving onto YouTube and finding cats with lightsabers. Um, because there you've got um, a number of people who've clearly had far too much time on their hands and have cgi'd some wonderful lightsaber battles um, where cats square up to one another listeners if you're looking for a bit of a laugh and something light-hearted go and look up on youtube cats with lightsabers great fun let me bring this background <laughs> before, before this rabbit hole becomes too big for us to get out of the, the reality is that that just with, with purely the offensive weapons we ain't going to be standing for very long because there is nothing there to defend yeah um, so why the armour? Because it enables us to stand for that much longer.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that the word stand um, in this passage, the original Greek word is isema. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, I'm no Greek scholar. but makes two of us, brother. So
0: shush, nobody will know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it means to stand, but it also means to abide or to appoint or covenant. Okay. And when I looked that up, I thought, well, that's really interesting because, of course, we have... We become ability to have faith in Jesus we have a covenant in Jesus yeah covenant blood of the lamb covenant um for us but we also you Jesus talks about abiding abide in me yeah that so we are to abide in Jesus as uh, in John 15 and I was just thinking about this and this whole thing of spiritual armor yeah and spiritual warfare of standing is about abiding in Jesus you know, I yeah I can do all things through Christ's strength. Amen. We only do these things if we have Jesus. Why? Because he is the light. Mm. He's the Prince of life. And we have to have him. We have to be in in Christ. We have to be in faith. And all of these elements of the armor all come out of Jesus. And so we've got to abide in him. We've got to have that covenant relationship with him. And that is where we, we stand. That's our position of standing.
0: Amen.
1: When, when I think about standing, I I, I think about the the um, the, the scene in uh, Braveheart where yep. there's the, there's there's the English and they they're chasing and he's just yelling, hold, hold, and as the English literally are on top, they raise they, they drop down, they raise their spears and then you get the arrows. And it's like, yeah, that you know, how much do we trust, how much mm-hmm. did they have to trust yeah. that this wasn't yeah. gonna go wrong? And how yeah. much do we trust Jesus? Yeah. That when there is a yeah. spiritual onslaught, do we trust him enough to go, I'm gonna I'm just gonna hold, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna stay with you, I'm not gonna run away, yeah. I'm not gonna run into the enemy and, and, and turn turn my back on you. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to hold firm uh, to where I am. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. I, I just That that scene just comes in well, for years. I don't know why, as I was thinking about standing. That came to mind. But yeah, it is. It's about standing firm. It's about trusting Jesus yeah. in, in the position that we're in. Yeah. And Thank I think you. that's why, again, this whole armour of God and really understanding and really being equipped um, and it's not it, it's not the only element of spiritual warfare that we need to know, but it's the element that uh, that we have picked up uh, for yeah. now in terms of equipment. Because for me, what I have what I feel is that this armour is the basic foundation yep. of spiritual warfare. Yeah. You know, yeah. And when I joined the army, I did my basic training, and in my basic training, I had to do basic first aid. I had to do uh, fitness, uh, you know, even shown how to polish your boots. You know, some of those wow. really basic things that you needed to know. You needed to know for a certain reason. You know, how do you tie your shoelace? How do you put your trousers on? I'm, I'm not joking. It literally <laughs> is that basic. Wow. How do you wow. make your bed? Yeah. You know, all of those really basic things. And that's what basic training is there for. Mm. And this is what we are doing. We are offering that foundation of basic training. Or spiritual warfare but yeah. not But when we talk about spiritual warfare we think about oh yeah we're going to go you know, drive out demons no this is everyday living yes you yeah. need these elements of what Paul writes about You know, truth righteousness the gospel faith salvation and the, uh, the sword of the spirit the, the holy spirit the, the, the gospel of peace the word of the lord you've got to have these things Yep. Those are our foundation yep. of everyday living. In the name of Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, brother. We've gotten excited and enthusiastic, and I love it. We I yeah. love it because I love getting <laughs> excited. I love getting excited and enthusiastic about the Word of God, um, and about yeah. being able to share that. You know, um, and that's great. But time has caught us up, so uh, I think we'll tie it up there for our introduction and. Yep we'll pick up next week with the first piece of armour but just amazing like i said i I love getting enthusiastic about the word of god i love getting enthusiastic about sharing the word of god and in the days in which we live now and again i say this carefully and sensitively. i'm not putting any times on anything but in the days in which we currently live uh, i i would argue that in my lifetime I don't recall it ever being any more important than now to be fully clothed and properly clothed in the whole armour of God. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever known a battle quite like the one that we're going through at the moment um, and while it's always important that you you know you, you get up and you put the whole armour on every day that the times that we currently live in for me certainly in my lifetime I don't, don't think it's ever been more important uh, that as Christians we are fully clothed and fully equipped Uh, to walk forward. And listeners, if you take nothing else away from today, I think the the image that sticks in my mind was one that you used earlier, Bramwell. Um, Even when we're fully clothed, it's not about sitting in the pew with your sword in the sheath. It's about being fully equipped to get out on the battleground and inflict damage to the enemy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, you've used the scripture yourself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We don't go out into battle on our own. We go out in the strength of the maker of heaven and earth. Uh, So be encouraged, dear listener, be encouraged. Um, Because, yeah, it's not an easy subject. We both totally understand that. But we, uh, to to coin a phrase from an old hymn, we go not forth alone against the foe. You know, we go in the strength of the Father. Um, So... Bless you, folks. Time has caught us up. And I think uh, it's fair to say that that's all for this week. As always, our thanks for listening. And please do share the show uh, on your own social media feeds and with your churches, your friends and your families. You can find Christians in Our Soup on Apple Podcasts, amongst numerous other podcast platforms, of course. Uh, And we'd love you to subscribe as well, so that way you never miss an episode. And with Apple Podcasts, if you're able to leave us a quick review, that would also be amazing. We're on Facebook at Christians in Our Soup, and we're on Twitter at C-I-O-S 2020. That's C-I-O-S 2020. And you can email the show directly at Christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. That's all one word, Christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. Now, but until we share the airwaves again, it's goodbye from myself, Russ.
1: And it's goodbye for me, Bravo.
0: God bless you, folks. We'll see you next week.
1: Bless you.